Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Welcome. I've been reading this stuff to you guys for a long time so you can get um, insight as to who you are. Today's study, I want to look at um, and explain to you what it means to be double-minded. And uh, what happens when we are double-minded? The Bible tells us that we get nothing, basically. And uh, the Bible tells us that you and I ought to be, um, as new citizens within this kingdom of God, we have access to a force that is able to grant us all the things that we do desire. Now, this is a human condition. This is not just for Christians. This is a gift that was given to human beings. We see through a uh, normal relationship with people how much their faith has brought them what they needed. And so this is not a commodity that is only for those that are claiming to be uh, uh, born-again Christians. This commodity is the gift of God, the Bible tells us, by grace and faith. And so this faith, then we have to understand what it is. I actually wrote a book God had showed me, and I titled the book The Blueprint of Faith. And uh, from that revelation that he showed me, this um, blueprint of faith it is um, the example that he had given to me is like a cake. And you have certain ingredients that you put in a cake that anyone is baking and anyone uh, is making a dish from a recipe. You leave one of those ingredients out and that cake or that dish will taste different. It's not going to be um, right, if you will. And so we see that in James, uh, we have a picture of what James had said about being double-minded. And it is really, really a powerful piece of information that was given to us. Now that we are born again, we've been translated into this kingdom, the Bible is telling us now that we can utilize this force that is given to us to do things and, and do exploits for God and for us and for his kingdom versus whatever else we want to do our faith in living uh, in our everyday life, just for basic stuff. I know that many teach that we use faith to get our the material things, and those are good. But God has said he, um, the, the condition or the contract that was given to you and I was that he would provide our needs and that he would do all of these things. But he wanted our faith to be used for many other things, and many of us haven't used our faith 
to subdue kingdoms, as they said in the book of Hebrews. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is the classic um, uh, scripture used when it comes to faith. Well, what God had done with me, the Holy Spirit had done with me, was he had utilized uh, the, the blind men when the blind men were calling on Jesus Christ. And they were yelling at him, uh, Lord, Son of David, come heal our eyes. And Jesus is walking, minding his own business, and the crowd is telling them, shut up, shut up, shut up. And the more the crowd is saying, shut up, the more they started to yell louder, louder to get God's attention. And they began to yell, Jesus, come heal our eyes. And Jesus stops, he says, he stops. I love that stuff about Jesus Christ. He always stops. And it doesn't matter how um, the crowd is busy. When he hears the cry of someone, as you see, he always stops. And that, to me, is a powerful t- uh, uh, imagery, if you will. You know that when uh, uh, Peter was on the water, he, he, he yelled and says that when he was sinking, Lord, help me, God. But Bible tells us that immediately Jesus went and Jesus grabbed him. And so I believe he was pretty close to Jesus Christ. Um, he had walked a very good distance. I don't believe that he walked a short distance. He walked a pretty far distance because he said he was far off. And um, when he yelled, it says Jesus immediately pulled him up. And so I love Jesus for the fact that he is always present and he always stops. And so the Bible tells us that he pays attention, if you will, to our needs. And um, I tell people, I said in the last podcast once before, Someone asked me, does God answer prayer? And I said, oh, yeah, he answered the devil's, uh, uh, the evil spirit's prayer. And if he answered his uh, the evil spirit's prayer and they asked him to let us go into the pig, he granted it to them. And so I believe that he is able to grant you your request as well. You just have to ask in faith. And so we're going to look into that and see what does it mean to not to be double-minded. Um, and I've done a study on... Um, we talked about the enemies of faith. Uh, you guys need to go back and look into that because it deals with specific enemies, doubt, unbelief, and, and all of those things and what it means. Uh, we know that Abraham, um, the Bible says that his, uh, quote unquote, demon that he had to deal with was unbelief and he overcame that. And how did he come overcome? He talked about the word doubt. It means to differ from the word of God. It doesn't mean to, um, you know, don't believe it. He says that it means that one differs. And so go back into that study and you'll learn a tremendous amount of insight in there. The other that we need to focus on is this. What does it mean to be in uh, not double-minded. It's a powerful lesson that we are about to embark on. So grab your notes, get ready, and here we go. So we're going to look at James chapter uh, 1, verses uh, 6. You see, but let him ask in faith, not doubting. For the one who doubts is like, he looks like, the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed uh, by the wind. For that person, what does that person look like? That person that is doubting and who is being tossed by the sea or uh, by the wind for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the lord why is that brother james because that person that is like a wave back and forth that person is a double-minded man and that means that that man is unstable in all of his ways okay so that is a great deal of information 
that they're talking about uh, as far as uh, um, being double-minded. And we see James says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. This is in James 4, 8. So we see the theme that uh, Brother James is talking about. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, in James. So, but this, um, this, uh, uh, what do you, I mean, belief system is mentioned many ways and many different places within the Word of God. And so, um, Psalms 119, it says, I hate those who are double-minded, but I love your law. Why? Those that are double-minded, those people are unstable on their ways. They're shaky people. Um, they don't, uh, uh, their opinions. Um, let's take a look at First Kings. It says, Elijah came near to all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? And so I want to uh, excavate, if you will, what does it mean to be double-minded? And you guys know that I go from, I collect information from other sources other than the Bible to show and deal with the principles of God. And God, we see that there are other uh, written material that is out there that is uh, um, available to us to study. And um, we know that the book of Josephus is out there. One of the books that I love to read, and again, I when I read something, I hold it up in the light of God's principles and God's words. And if it abides and it's a, it, it, it is a part of it, that consistency is there, I love to accept those type of things. But anything contrary to the Word of God, um, I just put those aside. But when you look into this book, uh, this data uh, called The Legend of the Jews, it has some wonderful information in there concerning um, God and uh, uh, single-mindedness, the wisdom that is uh, with this single-mindedness. I have another podcast that I've had out there for years. Actually, it was my first, very first podcast that I started in my living room with my brother showed up in my house because I was talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and showed up in my house with a uh, mic and started the first podcast. And the very first podcast, I opened my mouth and pronounced the name of the podcast wrong and all of those good stuff. And we had a little conversation. And I, I, that was my entrance into the podcast world. And you can tell from that very first podcast that, you know, uh, um, that uh, I, I was all nervous. I was nervous. I was a wreck doing this thing in my living room where my little brother showed up. And he, being a podcaster, was trying to get me into that arena for a while. So I am here and I'm excited about it. So uh, we are going to look into this thing. As you see in Psalms, which I wanted to show you guys and bring you to that piece so you can get what it says right here in First Kings. Sorry. Um, first, in Psalms in 119, it talks about, uh, I mentioned the terminology, I hate those who are double-minded. And we know that a double-minded person is unstable according to James 1.8. And we know that God is not going to give that person anything because that person is double-minded. Now, what does double-minded mean? It is beautiful in First Kings. It spits it out. Elijah came there to all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? Now, when you have your situation 
that is before you. You have two opinions. So let me take you to the book, uh, The Legend of the Jews, okay? If this is The Legend of the Jews. Don't panic yet. Let's take a look and see what the principles of this man is saying. And um, in the, uh, the Mystery Bible, we go into um, these guys' lies and their truth and so forth. But I felt that this was necessary for this podcast today. So I want to take you guys, and this is Asher. Asher is one of the sons of Jacob, and he's about to die. And um, um, in the book of the Legend of the Jews, all of the sons of Jacob are calling their, their family and giving them their last bit of wisdom, if you will, before they exit to the next plane. And so Asher is a 125 years old. And so now this 125-year-old man is about to lay down some truth to his kids and his family. And then he said to this, I'm going to read this to you guys. And again, we're just taking a look at it. And um, we will then put it into the word and see if it's true. And you guys will take it from there. But I promise you I will not bring things that are not truth. Because we are here talking about um, uh, truth, God's truth and his principles. And how we can utilize it and change our life. Now, let's take a look at Asher and, and see what he says. And I'm going to read a portion of it, and then we're just going to go back into our teaching dealing with the double-minded man or one of uh, a person with uh, uh, between two opinions. In the 125 years of his life, while he was still robust in health, so those that are telling you that as you get older, you're going to get sick, they're lying because he tells us differently. So you get your faith and get your healing. Asher summoned his children in unto him and admonished them to walk in the way of virtue and the fear of God. He spake, Hearken you, my son, the sons of Asher, unto your father. Listen, family, listen to me, boys and girls and all that stuff. Listen, listen, I'm going to lay down for you and I will show you all that is right before God. I'm going to give it to you. Let's go. Two ways have God put it before the children of men. Two paths in life. Two paths you and I have. And because of those two paths, it tells us that we are, in, in the scripture, tells us that we are of two opinion. So now these two paths that God has laid up in, in our life will always be of two opinions. So two ways God has put before the children of men. So this is for every man, two, two ways. And two inclination has he bestowed upon them, two kinds of actions and two aims. Therefore, all things are in twos. One opposite to the other, but you, my children, you shall not be double. And what he's saying, you shall not be of a double mind, pursuing both goodness and wickedness. You know, remember when the scripture says you're going to have to choose between mammon and, and you got to choose between two ways, two paths that you and I are have. You shall cling only to the ways of goodness, for the Lord taketh delight in them, and men yearn after them, and flee from wickedness, for thus you will be destroyed, the evil inclination. So he's saying to you, you got to pick one. Once you pick one, you got to flee from the other. Heed well the command of the Lord by following truth with a single mind. So you got to get back to our scripture now. So he is 125 years old and he's telling these folks, you got two um, opinions, if you will. You got one of righteousness, one of wickedness. And if you investigate your life, you'll see that things have uh, come into. So he says, you got some choosing to do, some deciding, if you will. And 
one of those is evil, one of those is uh, goodness. And so this is what is laid out before mankind. And so God tells us that we must become single. He tells us, he now is going to give us the advice of a 125-year-old man. Heed well the command of the Lord by following truth with a single mind. So James tells us, a double-minded man is unstable, will not get anything. Uh, Psalms 119.113 says, I hate those with a double-minded, with double-mindedness. And so um, uh, First Kings tells us that um, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. And so that type of person, the Bible says, God hates those. I hate those that are lukewarm. And so you and I don't have the luxury, if you will, now, when a situation comes in our life for us to be lukewarm, we have a choice to make whether we want to be um, residing back into the old ways that we were accustomed to in the kingdom of darkness, or do we want to implement it, um, implement the new ways within the kingdom of light. And so we have power. So we cannot be between or hesitate between two opinions. So now you have your situation before you, okay? And you see that um, all hell is breaking loose against your family and against your life. God has given to us precious promises by which we can partake of his divine nature. I read that to you guys all the time. So God's divine nature is not that of confusion. It is not that of pain. It is not that of, of, of lack. It's not of, of all of those things. So we have access to God's divine nature by faith. And so in order for us to access that, we cannot be double-minded. And so let's take the uh, example of Peter. Peter is on the water and he was single-minded. When he came, he asked Jesus Christ, can I? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile. And I am recording this message on my phone. I'm literally on my Mint phone. Why? Because fancy recording studios cost money. And if we spent money on things like that, we couldn't offer you screaming deals. Like if you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of your plans, even unlimited. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Come with you, Jesus said, come on over, man. And he began to walk. He began to step on water. And as I've mentioned to you many, many times that are following me on, uh, at this podcast and any podcast that I talk about, that faith supersedes all of the laws. The law of faith, the Bible tells us that faith is a law. The law of faith supersedes all other laws on this planet because it was faith that created the earth and all of the planets in the universe. And so Jesus makes a statement about it that we could see the result of that. And so we see that now the law of faith that Peter is walking on water, okay? And he now is walking towards Jesus Christ. And then he begins to notice something. He began to shift his focus, see? He came off of single-mindedness and he began to shift his focus now from single-mindedness, he becomes double-minded. When he became double-minded of two opinions, he began to sink. And soon as he began to sink, he said, Lord Jesus, help me. And that's what I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. I love Jesus because he's always there to help us. And the Bible says, 
he immediately reached down and pulled him up. And when he, anytime you see Jesus Christ deals with his disciple, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And so, um, so let's see what faith did with uh, this man as he's walking on water. What laws did he um, uh, supersede? He superseded that of gravity. Gravity was supposed to take him down and uh, bring him and, and you know take him to the bottom of the ocean, if you will. But his faith was able to um, make him lighter than that. So he was breaking all kinds of rules and laws and walked and, and he began to walk on it. Now, Jesus being the last Adam, okay, means that Adam could have done exactly the first Adam in his, before his fallen state, he could do the very same thing that Jesus did. So Jesus came in the same material, if you will, the same way like the first Adam who came we, he, he wasn't of a seed of a man, he was a seed of a woman. He's different. He had a body prepared for him, body with the same type of material like that of the first Adam. So God can't give Jesus any more power than, than the first Adam to overcome the enemy. So he wanted to show us what God's original intention looked like for man to live. By As, as we're looking at Jesus Christ being the last Adam, we were looking at how the first Adam was supposed to be walking on water and uh, uh, healing sick and all that stuff outside of the Garden of um, uh, Eden. So we see now as this double-minded man is that of a two opinion. So when you and I have our situation that comes and arises before us, we have two opinions because everything comes in twos. The choice is whether we want to believe God's word or do we want to believe our lying eyes. And so uh, we then have to look at what, just like Peter did, Peter began to shift his focus, his single-mindedness, from the word, because it was the word that brought him out. So when he uh, switched his focus from the word and began to look around and shift his focus, he walked into the realm of double-mindedness of the world of two opinion. And so you and I, when we have our situation, we cannot allow the um, the the cares of the world, the outside natural stuff that we're looking at dislodge us from our single-mindedness. The Bible tells us that you and I are a, a spirit. Uh, we are a soul with a spirit and a body. And so when um, you and I have to bring that entity, those parts of us, into alignment to make us single-minded, the double-mindedness is within you, within the realm of God can do it within the realm of, uh, I'm not sure, man. The fact is, and I keep telling you guys that facts are not real. Truth is real because truth can always change your facts. And so um, the Bible is truth. And the truth, the fact is that you're sick, but truth has the ability to change your facts. And so you have to align yourself in singleness of thought singleness of belief. And when you do that, one becomes powerful. One becomes one that can walk on water. One becomes those that when the blind men can't call and yell at Jesus Christ, son of David, heal our eyes. Jesus Christ walks over. He stops. What do you want from me? Was his question. They answered 
we want you to heal our eyes, questioned Jesus' response. Do you believe that I can do that? Answers, yes. And the Holy Spirit said to me, what does that mean when they said yes? They That means that yes, Jesus, yes, Messiah, yes, man in front of me. I can't see you, but yes, I believe that you can heal my eyes. And Jesus said, so be it according to your faith. He didn't say, so be it according to my faith. They believe that he can heal him. And because they, with their singleness of mind, they believed it. They confessed it. Now, I want to talk to you, and you guys have heard me talk to you about this so many times. The Bible tells us that the, um, the you see, in, it says decree a thing in Job. That's not the correct translation. The correct wording of that in the original language is, means to decide a thing and it shall be established. Once you decide it, then you will decree it. You can't decree it unless you decide it. You have to become singleness of person, singleness of mind. And so when those two blind men became singleness of mind, they yelled, yes. You can heal us. And Jesus said, so be it to your singleness of mind. And it says that immediately their eyes were opened. We have examples of this all over. Jesus Christ asked his disciples, where is your faith? Where is your singleness of mind? Where is it? The centurion soldier had a singleness of mind. He understood that he was a man of authority. So he his singleness was that Jesus had authority over sickness and diseases because he recognized how one in authority must move and speak. So he says, I you don't have to come to my house. He said, I know what I have singleness of mind when it comes to um authority. I don't I I say to my soldiers, do this and do that, and they do that. And I know that you, because I have the singleness of mind, that you have authority over that. You just say the word and I know that my, my servant will be here. And Jesus looked at me and said, Whoa, I've never seen anything like this. Serfian woman. She had a singleness of mind. She's like I didn't come for you. Um, I came for the children of Israel, you know. And she looked at him and said, uh, when he called her, you know, uh, when he said, even dogs, she said to him, dogs eat off the table. He said, ah. She said, I don't care about none of that. But her singleness of mind did not allow to get offended by what Jesus said. Her singleness. Jesus said, I never seen anything like this. And so, read the woman with the issue of blood. You guys heard me talk about her so many times. Now, this woman, her singleness of mind was that she was working her, 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 her life and paying all of her money. She was a wealthy woman and she had faith in the current healthcare system. And the current healthcare system failed her. And then she heard about this man, Jesus Christ, and she switched her singleness of mind from that current healthcare system that she was in there. She switched it because she had it, because she was pursuing that singleness of mind within that system. Her belief system was in there. So when she heard Jesus, she was ready. She was at the point of readiness. And I want to talk to you guys what makes us get to that point of readiness. She was desperate. Now, when you have come to the end of your ability, one has clarity to become singleness of mind when you're staring death down. When you're in trouble and you're about to lose everything, you'd be amazed how one becomes singleness of mind. 
Where, why does those things happen to us? So to get us to put aside all of the madness, to be able to focus so that we can have the singleness of mind because the Bible tells us, because God has given us precious promises whereby we can partake of his divine nature. So you and I, our responsibility within every single thing that happens in our life is not to be of two opinions because if we are of two opinions with God's word, that means that we are not in faith. We are not in singleness of mind. But let him ask in faith. The scripture says in James chapter, let him ask in this singleness of mind, not wavering, not moving from your place of singleness of mind, not looking at your condition and being driven by what you see, but by what the word of God says. And do not allow it to cause you to waver because you are now in betwixt, you are in two position, and so of uh, two opinion. When you're in two opinion, it says you look like um, uh, uh, for that he who that wavered is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed with the wind. You look like you're just frailing all over the place. And so God wants you and I to have a singleness of mind, because when we get there, things happen and. Um, you and I can change things at that space. What can we change? Jesus said to his disciples, that man that says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. So that means that this mountain, as this man begins to speak from singleness of mind, that mountain will begin to break all kinds of laws and principles in the natural realm to fulfill what was spoken by a man who is of singleness of mind. And so you and I are brought into a place, the Bible says, that we can partake of our divine nature, the Godness that we are the sons of God, only by being single in our decision, singleness in mind. So I want to encourage all of you that are going through your hard times, for it is in the hard times that our Father is here to show us His mighty hand. Don't let the enemy scare you with His craziness. Don't let Him take away your joy. Don't let Him steal from you. And because the Bible tells us that once we endure, God is able to uh, bring us the victory. Stay in faith. Because once we are in faith, we will get what we want. Don't let the surroundings of the of the enemy's kingdom, because he can only trouble you from the outside. He can only trouble you from the outside. And so he will use all the wind and the storm and anything to try and get in. And then he's going to ask you a question. Did God really say that he, he he's going to heal you? Did God ever said that? Really? You, you're telling me that's what happened? But the Bible says, and after you have suffered a little while, after you've been a little uncomfortable, that's what it is. If you're on, you've been a little, con, you know, just a little uncomfortable. The God of all grace, because it is the grace that is that you need. Because the Bible tells us that this grace is able to touch the man's heart to bring the benefits to us. Now, the God of all grace, who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ, in the Messiah, will Himself, this God, this Yahweh, will Himself confirm strengthen and he will establish you this same god of abraham isaac and jacob and the god of our messiah uh, jesus christ he is our god god himself jesus said i am one with the father this god is all for you he 
The contract states that he will supply our needs. The contract states that he'll give us the desires of the heart, of our heart. The contract states that he will bless us when uh, they, they try to curse us. How can we curse something that God has blessed? The contract states that we are his people and that he will protect us. The contract states that this God of all grace is able to deliver us from every single thing that happens to us. And so I want to encourage you guys to become singleness of mind so that you can get what you need. How do you do that? The Bible tells us how to do that. It tells us that on your word I meditate day and night. Meditate on the word of God. You and I are meditating every single minute of the day. Trust me, that's how the human body and human being is designed to meditate. So I remember Christianity, regular Christianity, telling me that I can't meditate because demons are going to jump inside of me. What kind of nonsense is that? What is wrong with these people? But that's what Western Christianity teach people, that you can't meditate, yet the Bible is full of it. I meditate on the Lord. Uh, the Lord tells Joshua, meditate on the word of God day and night. And these men, these evil people, they're telling me that uh, meditation is done. And that's because Jesus Christ went out and meditated. You know why? Because it was their culture to do this. And he did that, and he went out, and every time he came out of that space that of meditation, he walked on water, healed sick, he did all kinds of miraculous things, because it is in the place of meditation that one becomes who they are, and uh, they become and tap into those things that are there, because they have quieted, they have learned how to quieted all the other voices so that they can become singleness of mind. And so I want to encourage you guys to meditate on the Word of God. I'll tell you a story before I close about my dad. My dad was about to buy a, our car, our, our, our um, Volkswagen was at its last leg, and uh, the, um, the caravan that came out, and my dad was about to buy one of the first caravans out there. And his credit was not that good, but he, I remember him telling us the story that he began to take Galatians 3.13 and he began to memorize it on his way into sleep. He would quote it over and over on his way as he went down into sleep. And one day when he quoted this thing, he woke up the next day and it had deposited in his spirit. He became singleness of mind that Galatians 3.11 was for him and that he was ready. At that point, he went to the car dealership and began to... Um, uh, he decreed, he became his, he decreed it, and um, because he had decided that he, he was ready, he was his, nothing could change him from this, and nothing would stop him. And then he went to apply for it. They come against him, telling him he can't get it. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that. And my father sat there and says, this car is mine. This is mine. And they started to work to get him the car. They started to do everything within that dealership. And what do you know? My father was given the keys and he drove that home. And so when he became singleness of mind within himself, because that's where the um, the duality is. It's not outside. It is within you. And when you become single, you become infant. The Bible says that all things are possible to that man. And so get yourself in singleness. I read to you that. Um, uh, that man's uh, story, Ash's information about that, 125-year-old man, his advice before he leaves. And so I wanted to encourage all of you guys, become single-minded. Do not be double. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. 
For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.